I, re- I remember years ago speaking of our contest where the the jazz asked us um like they tweeted out what was your what's your favorite all-time utah jazz moment and i quote tweeted tweeted it and said the first time i ever googled cj miles wait why because cj miles is a porn star Mm-hmm. Whoa! I didn't know that. Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? I'm a hundred percent, man. Nah! <laughs> Whoa! Most people don't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, also, relatedly, though, Jason Love is a porn star, and the oh, wow. Sixers have an assistant coach named Jason Love, and I like saw his name, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Decided if I ever go, went into porn, my name would be Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks is an excellent name. I wanted to go Johnny Depth, but apparently that's taken. Oh, yes. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah Jazz podcast with me, Sarah Todd, Jazz Beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Uh, Greg, cam rising or cam not rising? Cam falling. Cam falling. (laughs) We're recording this. I mean, is the game even over at this point? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it... For all intents and purposes, it was it was over uh, after that that last drive cam, in the cam in the, crushing. Yeah, after the cam crushing. You know. Well, so somber mood for one half of this podcast. Being a Utah fan these days, it's so sick. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> Sports are great. Sports are fun. They never disappoint you. But. The end. At the same time, I'm pretty. I feel like I'm a. I think you would you would agree and you would vouch for me that for the most part I am a I am a semi well adjusted person. Yeah, I would definitely agree to that. I think that honestly, I've gained a lot of my coping skills by being a fan of Utah sports. That's fair. That is that is like there. There's a lot of scar tissue there that has built up over these uh, these three plus decades. You know they build you up just so that they can push you back down, and you've yeah. got to you've got to crawl your way out of that hole. And mm-hmm. so there's some. I have strength. so many bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a Utah Jazz podcast. Yeah. So uh, I would like to tell everyone: stay tuned to the end of the podcast. <laughs> this is how we rope them in, and we're going to have a little contest. We're going to be giving away some jazz swag stuff. So stay tuned for that information. The Jazz rolled out their Lowry Markinen all-star campaign today. The finisher. The finisher. Um, kind of cool. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was very fun. The, the rollout included a photo shoot that was done earlier in December, like mid-December. What's funny is that it was – they brought in like six 300-pound blocks of ice – for this photo shoot. And then the that youths was, could have used those 300 pound blocks <laughs> of ice tonight. That was right when Lowry got sick and he had a fever. <laughs> Perfect. 
And so, and he was like, I can't go into this room full of ice. And so they had to find somewhere to store it. And luckily they found like a freezer big enough at Vivint to put all of like the ice and the ice sculptures and Amazing. stuff. Amazing. And so like it literally just sat on ice for a few days. Incredible stuff. Then he goes in, takes the whole family down to the photo shoot. They finish things up and, you know, they've got an ice sculpture of a basketball. They've got the backboard. Uh, they used an actual broken hoop that he's holding in his hand that was at Vivint. And you think Lowry's ever broken a, a backboard in his life? No. You don't think, think he's so. a powerful enough dunker? I just don't know that he would have powerfully dunked enough early in his life to have done it. And then like now you can't really break a backboard. Very yeah, easy. it's very, very hard. Yeah. So they finish up the photo shoot and then him and his family go on to the set and they take their Christmas card photos. Adorable. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And I like he made it sounded like he made the joke today when we were talking to him about it. And he was like, no, really, like that's we that was our Christmas cards that we sent out this year. And he's like, but now the bar is set really high. <laughs> so very we, we love it. We love an economical king. Yeah. Uh, two for the price of one paid for by the jazz. So excellent stuff from the, the finisher. I appreciated that on the poster that they put sort of the Nordic cross through the word finisher. That's a little, that's a nice hat. touch. That's, yeah. that's a good little, little design gem. Yeah, that was nice. We love it. And uh, I'm going to read actually. So these posters are sent out to media members who are going to be voting. Like, and every team does this for anybody that they're trying to get voted mm-hmm. into yeah. anything. Like and the, the jazz did it a bunch for like Rudy, Rudy and Donovan's yeah. all-star bids in the past. They did all-star the whole... bids, all NBA defensive player of the deep, year. They yeah, do deep, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, they sent out this little, it's got like nine points of emphasis that it's like, you know, he's one of only two players in the NBA this season, averaging over 20 points on better than 50% from the field and 40% from beyond the arc. The other player is Stephen Curry. Yeah. I, it so, really cannot be overstated how well Laurie Markinen has played this year. Yeah. And what I like from this though, I'm going to read straight from it. Cause it has kind of like an opening paragraph Ooh. and they're trying to like hype up the fact that he's like the, the campaign is like Laurie Markinen. He's got ice in his veins that it's cold in Finland. His name is the finisher. There's blocks of ice in the poster. There's a theme going here. Okay. And it reads. I love some enticing copy. Right. A stone cold killer. The 25 year old can do it all. Freeze his man off the dribble. Icily ISO down low. Create a hailstorm of threes from downtown. Be cool in crunch time and shatter the rim with high flying dunks. That's good. That's, that's great that's stuff. Great copy. <laughs> that's great copy. Congratulations to the copywriter on the Utah Jazz creative team. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's. I hope you got a nice Christmas bonus because that's, <laughs> that's that's very well done. That's excellent copy to yeah. to send out to people with that poster. We love it. We absolutely love it. Um, all that being said. I think that there's enough room in the front court in the Western Conference for Lowry to. I think that it would be a surprise at this point if he didn't get an All Star spot. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, yeah, I'm kind of there with you, and like especially if AD can't go, and I'm kind of like if I were I, if if I had a vote, you know, like if my vote counted for anything outside of going on NBA.com, like I don't know necessarily if I do 
vote for AD. He was spectacular for about two weeks, but he's been injured, um, which he has been seemingly for the last three, four years of his career. And the Lakers are doo-doo but. Yeah, I I think that technically, like he's going to qualify for games played. I think for the All Star game, but yeah. like you said, like the the best ability is availability. Yeah, and absolutely. He has not been that for his team. And, and so- honestly, like right now, if I'm if I'm looking at the the NBA landscape, you know, and survey surveying it all, like Jokic is having a better season than him. Yeah, um, I think. Lowry is having a better season than him. Zion is having a better season than him. And same with uh, Sabonis in Sacramento. Right. And they're and all of their teams are having more success. So if, if it were up for me, as much as I don't want to, because I do like AD and I think he's a fabulous player, I'm keeping him off. Right. Um, just looking kind of at the, the front court it's basically Zion, Jokic, probably Paul George. Has Paul George played played enough games? I don't know. Let's look. He's been out forever, it seems like. Yeah. Let's look. I'll tell you, like they were I think Clippers are my finals team, and I'm I'm standing yeah. by it, but if they can't if they can't get healthy. He he's back to playing and he's played in 28 games out of like 36 or something. So, okay, that's not not horrible. Yeah, he makes it then. Yeah. Um, LeBron will make it. And. I mean, and Lowry, like that's the way I kind of see it is like, that's the that's the front or Luca's got to be backcourt, right? Yeah. I could. I mean, I don't. it wouldn't the, surprise me if they put him as a guard. Yeah, the the thing is is that the all-star voting goes backcourt, front court, not positional. Yeah. And so you can kind of toss like you could technically toss Paul George into front court depending sure. on what you're doing, you know, but he is yeah. con- he he could be in the backcourt, he is considered a front court player. So weird stuff, but I mean as I see it like that's kind of that is the Western Conference front court and I think that Lowry I mean, I don't expect him to get a starting pick based on, uh, you know, like fan voting or anything like that. But I mean, I think the other guys that could be considered like Sabonis might get in actually uh-huh. another one to consider, but Towns isn't making it in. The Warriors haven't been good enough for Andrew Wiggins to make really weird all-star appearance. The Timberwolves like are dog. Yeah. Uh, I hate that team. DeAndre Ayton's probably not going to get in. No. Um, Kawhi is a front court player. Don't know if he's played enough. Also, he, I don't like, think he's played enough. He, I think he's kind of in that AD category where like right. he's awesome, but has he played enough? No. And I think there are guys more deserving than him. Yeah. And I think that like once you actually get, yeah, Kawhi's only played 16 games. Yeah. So no. I think that once you actually get, past the fan vote once you actually have like media members voting and then you get uh players and coaches and everything i think that lowry is probably going to make it in pretty easily and i think it'll be a big push uh as well like wanting there to be some sort of hometown representation 100 percent. like there's there's no way i think that the nba 
like has if it was if this team was like a complete tanking team and they didn't have like legit players then sure you could go through the all-star break without having someone represent the jazz sure. during the actual all-star game but the fact that they actually do have someone that is, that's putting up an all-star performance they're not going to let that not happen yeah like, i'm 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 sold larry's at all he should be an all-star he's having a fabulous season and what a steal in that trade I mean, the, all the trades are just looking so good. The fact that you get, let's just go over w- what that was again. <laughs> I love it. The picks, the swaps from Cleveland, mm-hmm. Colin Sexton, Lowry Markinen, Ochai Abaji. No idea what Ochai is going to turn into yet. Still young, promising prospect at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the, he's got the build of the the kind of the the new age NBA player like that six, yeah. seven, six, eight type build can do a little bit of everything can shoot, can handle we the just, ball. And we just have to see if it translates. Cause yes. we don't know yet. Um, yeah. That's, that's the thing. But as far as like, you can see the potential is there. Colin Sexton. I mean, he's kind of the way I see it. It's like Jordan Clarkson's 30. You're not going to have him forever. So sure. like you're going to need someone else to like kind of spark and move fast. And he can dribble, pass, shoot. Like he can play at all three levels. And mm-hmm. so great. And the Jazz clearly invested in him and giving him a four-year contract. Like the in bringing him over. And then Lowry Markinen, who again is probably an all-star. Yeah. So great trade. And then from the Wolves. Five picks, pick swaps, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, which turns into Taylor Horton Tucker. Balmero. Balmero, Walker Kessler, which is the steal of that trade. I, I mean, like. Walker Kessler is the rookie defensive player of the year. I know that's not like a, a, a right. That's not a, an award, but he is. Yeah. And the fact that the Wolves are absolutely playing horribly and you have like their upcoming pick. It's just, beautiful. The Jazz absolutely won the trades. Yeah, and- it's it's well, and it's it's so funny to me, too, because I, I look at that Cleveland trade and I think that's an objectively good trade for both teams. And we're seeing Definitely. the results like Donovan Mitchell is playing like an all NBA guy, like a like a fringe MVP candidate. The fact He's, that they didn't really lose a step in Cleveland. Yeah. With, by giving up Colin and Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's and then you see what what. The Jazz got in return and, you know, the picks and the pick swaps and everything else. Like, that looks incredible. And then you go over to Minnesota, and that is starting to look like a historically bad trade for Minnesota. Yeah, very It bad. looks really bad. And you're starting to, like, hear murmurings. I don't know if you saw, Na- or saw Nas Reed's comments the yeah. other day where he was like, you know, I'm going to keep this in-house, but we all know who the problem is. Which, like zero subtlety there at all not great (laughs) yeah like it's it's looking really bad in minnesota and you know what 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 sign am i tapping right now oh no i can't see sucks to suck oh i thought you man okay well i know what you're getting for your birthday it's an actual sign that says i would love that please (laughs) if there are are any neon sign makers (laughs) 
That's who yeah, listened I, to this. Who listened to this show? I want you to pull a drawstring that just, just turns on the sucks to suck sign. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. It just starts lighting up like like a slot machine in Vegas. Perfect. I love it. Uh, the Jazz are on a four game losing streak. Um, it's looking bad. <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, like we can go through some of the stuff that's been happening. There's some mm-hmm. defensive problems. There's some absolutely clear transition defense problems. Yeah, the transition defense. It, it was for me. It's been a problem throughout it has. The, uh, the, the the season, but it was absolutely glaring in that Sacramento game. Yeah, I mean, if you go go through the problems and defensive rebounding, ugh, really bad. I'm gonna get into that and Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, in an up, in an upcoming episode. I, I I am looking forward to that. Then that's I think that's the thing that's so kind of confounding and so frustrating about this four game losing streak is usually when a team go, go you know has a losing streak like this, it's like one or two specific problems. And f- from my vantage point, when I was watching over the last four games, it has been an absolute comedy of errors. It is complete- see. I ab- I actually disagree. Really? Yeah, I think. Because I think like what they've been doing, the transition transition D, not being able to get a defensive rebound to save their life. Yeah. Um. the The turnovers have come in clumps, but they do with like every team. the The tiny little mistakes that have been made that have kind of lost these games in the closing minutes. I see those as just like, that's who this team is. Like this team is not good in transition. This team is not built to defensively rebound the ball. This team has a lot of young players or players that are playing in new roles. And so they're going to kind of make mistakes and they're going to kind of like have hiccups in crunch time because they haven't had to play those minutes before. Sure. And so I'm just like, that's kind of how this team is. Like how they played is kind of how they are. Yeah. But they were in every single one of those games. Yes. It, like it was down to the last one or two possessions. They could have won them. And yeah. it's just like a free throw here, a rebound there. It's a make or miss league. Right. And two of the nights they shot. I mean, a team that shoots very well from three, the Jazz, they could not hit a three to yeah, save couldn't, their life. Yeah, couldn't buy a bucket. And that's, I don't no. know, that's that's what I mean about it being so like kind of frustrating and confounding is like, right. you go back, like it was, the, for me, it was the defense against the Spurs. And then it like, when they played the Warriors, they couldn't buy a single bucket. And then they couldn't get a rebound against the Kings. And then they right. couldn't get a rebound against Miami. Right. And who was it? Jordan Clarkson miss, misses four or five free throws right. in the clutch. It's like just little things like that. Like, same thing with Mike Conley, whose literal nickname is Captain Clutch. Yeah, yeah. Clanks a free throw in the in the in the crunch time minutes. It's just it's just a very weird kind of again make or miss league kind of a thing. And I think if we can pinpoint one thing, it's just the Jazz aren't doing the little things it takes to win those games. Making the free throws, not turning the ball over, getting the defensive rebounds, right. putting a goddamn hand up in tyler hero's face yeah and <laughs> you know oh man that that was an insane shot though. that was an incredible shot like it's an incredible shot like, he, he, i doff my cap 
to Tyler Hero. Like that was sometimes you gotta just you gotta just walk away because you gotta man. just you gotta just hand it to a guy for making a play because <laughs> that that's that's what it was at least for me. Yeah, that was incredible. That was fun. Yeah, and you know I think there's a lot of like good learning stuff that is coming off a road trip like this and. You know, in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, losing four straight isn't great, especially when you're like, you're not in the victor sweepstakes anymore. No, you're definitely not like a title contending team. And so like, you know, being in eighth to 10th place in the Western Mm -hmm. Conference is just like so mediocre that it doesn't feel great. At the same time, this season is all about, you know, kind of figuring out who can be here for the future. Exactly. and, And also like going through so many close games. That's huge, huge learning experience for some of these guys, especially like Colin Sexton, you know, like he gets pulled in the final minutes of that Golden State game because Ty Jerome was absolutely cooking him. Yeah. And so, you know, he he gets mad at himself for maybe like taking bad shots or having bad selection or maybe like not passing the ball. But like in the end, he's got to learn, like, if you want to be on the floor in big minutes, you got to play defense. Yep. And so that's an important night for him. And then in Sacramento, rebounding and gang rebounding is so important, especially when you're going up against a team that has a guy like De'Aaron Fox. He's one of the fastest players he's in the so, NBA. He's so good. And like, I love watching De'Aaron You're not going to beat them in transition, especially because even if you get out in front of a guy, they're just going to kick it out to Herder. Right. Yeah. Who was who was hitting? Absolutely. Hitting. Like. Almost self-immolating. Yeah. He was that on fire. He looks like Beaker from the Muppets. He does. <laughs> he does. He's, man, I like Herder. Yeah, Herder's cool. <laughs> like, why did the Hawks get rid of him? You know what? I'm, I think it's pretty clear now that Lloyd Pierce, who is one of the most beloved coaches in the NBA, was not the problem in Atlanta. No. I think that it's clear that Nate McMillan, one of the most respected coaches in the NBA, is not the, not problem. the problem. I think the problem might be Trey Young. Yeah. He kind of, uh, think, who was it? Uh, uh, the boys over at uh, Pod Don't Lie. Who was it? Stavros Halkius and Sam Morrell. RIP their show. But they they would call Trey Young the baby d- villain. That and I think, that, I think that's very fair. He just like, I mean... The stuff that you hear from that locker room, that there's a lot of infighting and that Trey's always at the middle of it. Uh, players on the team that he hasn't liked that they've gotten rid of or like they keep players that he likes and then he doesn't like them later. Like it's just a lot of Trey Young centered stuff. And then again, Sorry, Trey Young's not good enough to be able to do that kind of stuff. That's, right. that's that's LeBron level stuff. And then like he had that thing earlier this season where he like him and Nate McMillan like got mad at each other at shoot around. And he was like, Nate McMillan was like, all right, if you're not going to do this then like, don't show up. And Trey Young's answer was to not show up to the game. Yeah. That awesome. was his answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like we, the writing was on the wall last season when the Hawks were, were struggling yeah. and Trey Young's comments about like, Oh, it's hard to, it's hard to get up for a regular season game when you've been to the Eastern conference finals. Off. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I don't have any patience. You and for your that. little yeah, baby <laughs> villain. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, that was a weird Atlanta tangent that we went on, but I appreciated it. I do like I do like the uh, supposed trade, though. I would love for the 
what was it? John, John Collins, Collins, John Collins and picks for Vandy and, and uh, Malik Beasley. Oh, why not? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, and I think that Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, those are two players that are absolutely on the chopping block when it comes to available players to be traded. Do you um, think a trade happens before, 100%. The, before the, the trade deadline? Yeah. I think yeah. That we should do maybe an episode or two in an episode or two. We need to do like sort of a, a very early trade primer. Yeah, I'm in. Because I think 100% the Jazz are not going to just stand pat and not make any moves. And it is my belief that the Jazz have to trade Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I they have burned, to. I, I burned my my papers, my adoption papers. They they got burned. I'm sorry. They need to trade him while he still has value, and before the rest of the league finds out yeah. that he's not good at basketball. Yeah, that's exactly what I tweeted out, and we talked. We've talked about this before. And Vando, I love you, guy. And I think like you know, I got some backlash when I said that online, and I I think a lot of people conflate playing with energy with being a good basketball player. And yeah. I will I will give a lot of credit to Jared Vanderbilt. He goes out and he plays hard. Sure. That doesn't mean that like that he that plays doesn't mean that, that, that he plays well or efficiently or Listen, makes his teammates better or anything else. Again, we're going to get into Jared Vanderbilt on the next episode. Uh-huh. But I'm just going to say I'm going to finish off by saying this. Jared Vanderbilt is Eric Pascal. Yeah. Holy <laughs> yeah. Um you kind of just blew my mind and now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 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 Team awards. Let's go through team awards, <laughs> league awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh we're near the mid-season mark, right? What are uh, we? We're 40 game 39 40, 40 39, games in. 39 38 39 games in, something like that. Yeah, mid-season. Yeah, mid-season. So we're going to go through who we would give our awards to on the team and then around the league uh, in these kind of early days. So, all right, let's get into the team awards, league awards. Uh, you go, then I go. Sure. So my uh, my team award MVP, pretty obvious, is Lowry Markkinen. It's definitely Larry Markkinen. That uh, we already talked about it at the top of the episode. He is the only player on this team that could potentially be an All Star. He's absolutely the team MVP. Yeah, number Rookie. one option. I know that uh, we've talked about in the past about how Mike Conley is extremely important, which he is, and I'm most not important important. player. Yeah, is different than the most valuable player. Yeah, yeah. Rookie of the year, obvious again. Couldn't be anybody other than Walker Kessler. It's Walker Kessler. He. Yeah. Uh, he's got some problems and he's got some stuff that just needs to be finessed and fixed and worked mm-hmm. out. He's a rookie though. So like yeah. that, that could be said about every single rookie in the league. Probably could be said about every player in the league. And the fact that he has this level of footwork, this level of defensive instinct. Uh, he's so good with his hands. Uh, once he figures out a couple of things, I mean, th- we're looking at like probably the starting center of the future for the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, he's probably he probably ends the season as yeah. starting the starting center on this team. Yeah, and I look already through like we're halfway through the season, first season of his of his rookie year, and seeing the strides that he's already made. If he continues this trajectory, 
you have to be really excited about that kid. I think he's really good. Yeah. I think biggest thing for him is this is going to be an off season where he's really got to hit the weight room. Yeah. He's got to get bigger and he's got to get stronger. And like, you don't want him to lose his agility, but he just needs to be able to handle bigger bodied centers. Yeah. He needs to be able to play with more physicality and play through more physicality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing. Next up on the list, we've got defensive player of the year. I got a little bit of a, a wild card. Yeah. Give it to I, me. I'm going Larry Markinen. Because I think he's the best defensive player on this basketball team. Ooh, that's hard to argue with. I know he doesn't you know get what? the. I don't. I don't think he gets. You know, he doesn't get the flashy blocks that Walker Kessler gets. Which I'm still not all that convinced. I think the blocks and everything are nice. Walker Kessler is not a super good defensive player yet. I'm very, very close to agreeing with you, but I also have a little bit of a wild card. And that's and this is not to say that I think that he's an incredible defensive player, but mm-hmm. my answer is Kelly Olenek. Hmm. Because the games that he was out. The Jazz looked really The bad. Jazz's defense fell apart in ways that were not really explainable. Yeah. And he's been incredibly versatile. Yeah. He's he's slow but like somehow moves well and just knows how to position his body he's an incredible like when you say like veteran wisdom of the game like he has it he just knows where he's supposed to be and yeah he's just you know he's been in the league now what 10 years right and he probably has another i don't know four or five years left in his career like he's just he's just a really good smart player with a just a, a, a really versatile skill set. Yeah. Next up, sixth man of the year. I don't think it can be anybody else but Malik Beasley. Yeah. <sighs> I've got a hard time. He sh- he shoots the three good sometimes. I know. I mean, if this was sixth man of the year by definitions – that you that the league awards have, then uh-huh. definitely Malik Beasley is one of the best three point shooters in the league. Yeah, just defensively is not as advertised. He's not and, very good at all defensively, and he just dies on every screen that's set, and it really annoys me. Yeah, it's kind of like watching uh, Jared Vanderbilt. It's a lot like watching Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably Malik. You're right. It's probably Malik. Yeah. Yeah. Most improved player. I feel Nikhil, like An- Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah, yeah, it can't be anybody else. He's been he's been fantastic. He's been like one of the bright stars or like one of the bright spots early on this season. The resurgence he's on had. The, nobody on the Jazz has changed their game as much as Nikhil has. Yeah, and he's been great and he's shooting really well from behind the arc and has absolutely elevated the jazz off the bench and like has kind of turned into a little bit of a utility guy you need somebody on the wing who can defend he could be that guy you need somebody to run the offense he can be that guy and that's not to say that his game doesn't need polish and there are things that he can't absolutely he can work on absolutely i think we that can be said about anybody but he like wasn't playing he wasn't playing last season and so the fact that like in 40 games that he has gone from what he was basically with the Pelicans 
Yeah. To, he's cleaned up his shot selection. He's shown that he's a better shooter than we've seen. He's becoming a better passer and having better court vision and being able to actually run the point. He's getting better and better at that. He's better off the handle than I remember him being at any point ever. And he's just, and defensively, he's so smart. And one of the little wrinkles this season too, is he's gotten really good at drawing offensive fouls. Yes. And none of those things could have been said about him last year or the year before. And so I'm just, I'm incredibly impressed with Nikhil. Yeah. As am I. I mean, it seems like for the most part, we're, we're pretty much in agreement on this team and who their guys are. All right. Now, bigger picture, bird's eye view, yep. league awards, MVP. It's Luka Doncic. Is it Luka? He's the only reason Dallas is relevant. And the, the numbers he's putting up right now, it's either him or Jokic. Or Jason Tatum? Yeah, but does... My only knock with Tatum, and it's not really a knock on him, it's just he's got a much better supporting cast. He's got a much better supporting cast. I mean, I would love to see if you if you swapped Tatum for Luka straight up right now, what is Luka doing in Boston right now? I don't know, and I think a lot of that's situational, right? Because those teams are built around those players. Yeah. Like Dallas is built around the fact that they know that Luka is going to be like their primary handler distributor and scorer right yeah and that everyone else kind of has to pick up on the defensive end but with tatum it's i mean it is a it is a better supporting cast but he's been so good i would i certainly would like if jason tatum won the mvp i certainly wouldn't be upset and like right i think the celtics are are the best team in the nba yeah i think well and you know Again, this is midseason. None of this is written in stone. I sure. I stand by the fact that I can absolutely veto anything I say on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. In, in perpetuity. But I think halfway through, yeah, I'm going to say Jason Tatum. He's the best player on the best team. Sure. Yeah. It's hard to argue against that. Yeah. Um, rookie, rookie of the, of the year. year. It's it's Paolo bon- Boncaro. He's putting up the best numbers a, uh, a rookie has put up since Tim Duncan. Yeah, he's been pretty great. The Magic stink. If you want to go ahead and say they're Benedict, so bad, if you can go ahead and and say uh, Benedict Matherin, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't I want to say Benedict Matherin because he's he's really really good. But he's so good. I mean, I think we're talking about someone like Paolo who's going to be in the MVP conversation uh in a few seasons like he's he's awesome i really would love to see what paolo looks like on a competent team yeah because i think that it changes a little bit but i you're right like right now it is paolo but he's he's very very good on a very very bad team and i don't like what is going on in orlando how many how how many lottery picks do you need to be not even (laughs) good but competent yeah, they've won like what twelve or thirteen games. They stink. Yeah, I mean, and maybe maybe it's it's premeditated and they're going all in for for Scoot or Wemby or whatever. But man, is that not fun to watch? I just don't know. Like the thing is, is at this point, I just don't know what they need because it's like they've they've had everything they could have wanted, and then sure. they still need everything. 
Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. A weird team. Honorable mention to Ben Matherin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year. You know, I got another little bit of a uh, uh, a curveball I'm throwing, and I am uh, I'm going Joel Embiid. He's the highest rated defensive player in the league on the second best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, I actually I'm gonna agree with you. He's awesome. I actually got tickets. I'm gonna go see him in two weeks when the excellent. Uh, yeah, when the Jazz play the Sixers, it's gonna be it's gonna be Noah's like first game since he's kind of gotten into into basketball. He's since in, he's, he's like hey, cognitive, right cognitively gonna remember it. Yeah, absolutely. We we took him to one when he was two years old. It was a preseason game against the Adelaide Thirty uh, Sixers. Right, but he doesn't remember a thing about that because he was two. I think that you know Joel Embiid. The Sixers being fifth in the East right now, I don't think that's 100% reflective of that team. No, I think a lot of it has to do with injuries and the fact that they're coached by Doc Rivers. Yeah, I was about to say, worst coach in the league. I fully expect for... Hey, that's a top 15 coach in the history of the league, man. I think that he's going to be fired this season. I God, I hope so. But I think that you're right. I think that he's been the best defender He's pretty, awesome. Pretty easily this season. Wouldn't surprise me though. Like what Triple J's doing right now is really pretty incredible. And if he stays healthy, the only reason he's ahead of Embiid right now is because he missed the first 14 games of the season. Right. Marcus Smart also making a case still. Uh, sure. As- I'm, I'm never voting for a guard to win defensive player of the year ever again. Get your Gary Payton bullshit out of here. <laughs> I love a guard to win. <laughs> Um. What's What's next? What Six man of the year. I've got Jordan Poole. Yeah, it's that's hard. Also, it could be it could be Russell Westbrook, but the Lakers stink. That's hard for me, just because the Warriors are in ninth. Yeah, and so I want I want it to be someone better. I'm gonna allow that for right now. I'm gonna rethink this. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not give this much thought. Clearly, <laughs> I've got a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts that I really want to mull over that I should have done before before recording this. Yeah. Most improved player. It's our boy, our sweet. Finnish I was about boy. to say it's got to be Larry Markkinen, right? It's Larry Markkinen. He very well could be all-star and win MIP this year. Like that's neither of those things are far out thoughts. And it like, he's got an outside chance of making all NBA. A very outside chance. But I mean, the rest of the season, we don't know how the rest of the season goes. Right. So like, right. Uh, really impressive stuff from Lowry. He's made a huge, huge jump. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I want to tell people about the contest that we're doing. We've got a couple, two or three, maybe more. We don't know. Uh, we've got a few of the of the all-star Lowry Markkinen posters, the official posters that say the finisher of the whole photo shoot that we talked about at the top of this episode. We have a few of those, and we want to give them out to fans. And so what we want you guys to do is DM either Unsalvageables, Greg at Dad Sham Dad, me at NBA Sarah, any one of us and let us know what your favorite moment of the season has been so far. 
And don't give us just the easy, like, oh, hey, my favorite moment was the game winner that Kelly Olenek had over the Pelicans. Boo! That's boring. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't give me don't give me like the fadeaway that Larry Markinen hit over Devin Booker. I don't know. The only that's exactly you, you DM me that I'm DMing you back a bunch of <laughs> fart noises. The real fans are gonna have much more specific moments. They're gonna they're gonna remember either funny things. It doesn't have to be like a, a winning play or something. Just like DM us your favorite moment. And this is an incredibly subjective contest because we're just gonna be picking our favorites that people send to us because it's yeah. our podcast and we get to do that. We are dictators here at Unsalvageable. So much for the tolerant <laughs> Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. So um, we will pick winners for this before the next episode. So you've got six days a week to get your submissions into us via the Twitter. And good luck to all. May your copy be as good as the Jazz's copy. <laughs> Shatter some rims. <laughs> Free some defenders off the dribble. Uh, you got anything else to say? No, I just want the Jazz to stop sucking ass. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the Kings are coming to town. Such a fun game. My family got to go to that game. I got to see my family up in Sacramento. Oh, and that's awesome. It was an excellent game. I'm excited to see the Kings again. That's a fun. The Kings it, might be. So fun. They're so fun. It's them, them, the Grizzlies. Like there are a few teams that just are just really, an absolute really, ball. Really fun. Everyone should watch yeah. that game that's happening. I want the Kings in the playoffs so bad. Everybody watch the Jazz on Tuesday. This this podcast mm-hmm. might not be out by then. Doesn't matter. Everybody watch the Jazz on Tuesday. <laughs> and with that, you can follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. You can follow the show at Unsalvageables. You can send us an email if you want, unsalvageablepod at gmail.com. You guys know what to do. Do all of the things. Rate, review, subscribe, download. Leave us a five-star review, please. Actually, big emphasis on that. Reviews on the new podcast feed would be greatly appreciated because we moved feeds. And when we moved feeds, are your lovely reviews didn't move over so please please leave us great reviews it really helps the show a lot and we will talk to you next time goodbye for my ass welcome to